Thank you so very, very much. Please be seated. I don't know what this whole thing about being young is. I'm just so happy to be young at heart. Who's with me? You know, like, seriously. But uh, you've got to be when you're my age. <laughs> I'm just saying. Had another birthday last week, so uh, they just keep coming, right? Um, and there's nothing you can do about it. They're all good, right? They're all good, no dramas. Anyway, it's lovely to be in church with you this morning, and thanks very much for, uh, you know, coming today so that we can uh, get together in, in the name of Jesus. What a powerful thing it is. And uh, we've obviously been working through Ecclesia and un the understanding of what that truly means and how we actually see that in operation. And so, I don't know about you, but how many people would agree with me that to uh, describe a Christian, ultimately, you've got to believe in the invisible realm. Because I hear a lot of people telling me you know, how, what they mean by being a Christian. But ultimately for me, if you don't believe in the invisible, well, how can you believe in God who's invisible and he lives in an invisible realm? So even the whole idea of the cross and the understanding of what Jesus has done for us, well, what you've got to do? You've got to believe in the invisible. Hello? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I find that for some that's a little bit... Oh, really? The other day I was, um, I was attending a business corporate forum. Uh, it was nothing to do with church, with a whole bunch of people getting together, business people getting together, chatting about how they can um, encourage each other in our business practices. And uh, believe it or not, the conversation got around to AI. Everybody knows what AI is? Artificial intelligence. Okay, so... That's the extent of what I know about it. <laughs> however, however, this sounds like it's ringing, but that's okay with me. Um, however, the conversation got around, what will AI mean in the future and what's it going to mean for businesses? And to be honest, uh, the conclusion was it's going to affect all of us. Uh, irrespective of what business you're in, it's going to be affecting all of us. Uh, but, you know, as the conversation went on, it, it got around to the idea that... that um, it seems like it's a possibility that AI is going to allow us to live forever in transcendental form. Quiet, yeah. Live forever in a transcendent form. And uh, we could talk about that a lot more, but not today. What that really means is you've got to accept that what they're talking about is there's going to be a time when we're going to be able to be in a sort of an invisible kind of existence. And, uh, and I said, just blurted out, this is in the, in the business corporate forum, well, you know, to be a Christian, you have to believe in the invisible realm, so it's not a problem for me. <laughs> business realm. Awkward silence. The whole thing, seriously, the whole thing. I didn't, you know, you know one of those times when you didn't think before you opened your mouth? <laughs> and then you heard what came out and went, oh, Holy Spirit, is that right? <laughs> And everybody goes, silent. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, one person said, I've never heard Christianity explained like that. Uh, we should have that on the next agenda. And 
And again, it was a bit of a fun joke like you're doing right now, and, uh, and everybody just got on with the, with the idea of business. Uh, I would really love it if they were prepared to put it on the next agenda. What do you think? In a business forum, we're going to talk about Christianity and how you, to be a Christian, you have to believe in the invisible realm. But you know what happened? A couple of days after that, I, um, I just got to thinking about that, and I was reflecting on the conversation, and I thought, I wonder how many people when they come to church, actually believe that one of the key elements to being a Christian is to believe in the invisible realm. Here's the thing, because if you really want to have a biblical understanding of what Ecclesia is, you really do have to believe in the invisible realm. If you really want to have a biblical understanding of what Ecclesia is, you have to be able to accept what it means to live in the invisible realm or to believe in the invisible realm. Uh, look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 tells us about Ecclesia. So coming to him who is the so coming to him who is the living stone, though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and, in, and is priceless in God's sight. Come and be his. Come and be his. Ever thought about that word? Stones. Living. How do they work? Stones are dead. He's gone. No, no, I'm going to blow your minds right now. <laughs> I'm going to blow your minds. Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary, spiritual house for God. When we came to church this morning, we're not just stones, are we? Hello? We're living stones. And the reality is that when we got together this morning and assembled, we actually formed what Peter says is a sanctuary or a spiritual house for God. Peter is saying that heaven sees an invisible, listen to this, an invisible tabernacle, a spiritual house being constructed when we get together as a church. That's called Ecclesia. See, oftentimes when we come, we're so conscious of of the visible. And that's fair enough. But as Christians, we've also got to be prepared to accept, but we just don't know, we just don't accept what's in the visible because we understand there's an invisible realm. And we ought to be just as comfortable with understanding the invisible realm as we ought to be about the visible realm. And so if we've come to church this morning and all we've been interested in is the visible realm, then we're missing it if we really want to talk about what Ecclesia is. Because in heaven... Ecclesia is not seeing what we're seeing in the, in the visible. In heaven, they're seeing an invisible construction taking place of a whole lot of lively stones gathering around the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And it's a, there's a construction going on here. And the Bible teaches us, it's like there's a picture that Peter's talking about and he says it's a sanctuary. Listen, it's a spiritual house. Listen, you didn't just come to church this morning, you came to to construct a spiritual house. A spiritual house. So we understand spiritual, invisible realm. You came to construct an invisible sanctuary, a house for God. Look what Jesus tells us in John 14, 17. But you know him, he was speaking to the disciples, but you know him, the Holy Spirit, for he lives with you and... People, are we on this? This is important. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will live with and... 
with and in. <laughs> with and in. So we understand the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. When we come, when we come to Jesus, we get born again. And the, and the Bible teaches us that when we receive Jesus with a sincere faith, that the Holy Spirit now comes into our hearts and indwells in us. He lives in us. But we can't, all, we can't forget that he also is still living with us. With us. And so here we are, we've got to work together and understand, okay, Holy Spirit, how does that work when we get together as the church? When we assemble as living stones, we need to be thinking that God is not just in us, but he's with us. And we need to think about this as living stones we are unquestionably talking about something which is not normal or natural. If, if Peter's trying to get our heads into thinking, you're getting together as living stones. Living stones, people, is not normal. Living stones, aren't, they don't happen. Except in the spiritual realm. Except in the invisible. So the idea of living stones is obviously not natural and it requires what kind of thinking? Supernatural thinking. When you think of Ecclesia, Peter was saying you need to really be thinking in the supernatural. You have to understand that this, this is not just a natural thing we're doing here this morning. It's a very supernatural thing we're doing. If you're just thinking of the visible, well then it's just a natural thing. But if you're coming together as Ecclesia, if you're coming together as the living stones, then it's a very supernatural thing. And heaven... Heaven, the invisible realm, that's where heaven works. Right? And so what we're about this morning can't be just seen as anything we're just, you know, whatever it is we thought we were doing when we came to church. If, if, we, if we've just come, we've got to come with this thought, I'm, I'm a living stone and I'm coming together with other living stones to construct Ecclesia. Listen to this, if we're coming as living stones, then our worship is an offering and a sacrifice of praise to God. We're his sanctuary, his spiritual house, his ecclesia, and his with presence of God wants to be part of our worship. His with presence. There's a sensing of manifest presence of the Holy Spirit around us when we've come with the mentality of being a living stone. If we haven't come with that mentality, well, it'll be great worship, but that's where it'll, that's where it'll stay. He receives worship that comes out of the hearts of a living stone. Are you with me this morning? And so on Sunday, I've got one person over here. Thank you. Um, on Sunday, if we think we're coming, look at this one. If we think we're coming to church, then we are simply assembling and gathering as a community of believers. But if we think we're coming to form the church, did you get it? You didn't come to church this morning. You came to form, construct the church when we assemble and gather together as living stones. Then we've just constructed ecclesia in the supernatural for God's presence to inhabit. Did you get it? Are you with me this morning? Come on, come on, I'm really needing your thinking to go, oh, okay, hang on, I've got to get my head around this. We didn't come to church this morning, we came to form and construct the church, Ecclesia. And what does heaven see? 
Heaven sees that it's a supernatural thing and what does his presence do? It wants to inhabit. We call it the with presence of God. We are calling the manifest presence of God. And so when we are coming in a completely different thinking, our mindsets are completely different to just we coming to church, we're getting up in the morning and we're coming to church. No, 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 I am a living stone and I am coming together with and assembling together with other living stones who are thinking more about what I, who we are in the invisible, who we are in the supernatural realm. And when we get together and we're all thinking like that, we are constructing a supernatural house for the, for the, for the manifest presence of God to inhabit. That's what Peter's... That was, that's exactly what Peter is trying to get us to understand. Look what Paul says. Paul agrees with him. Uh, sorry, Peter. No, no, that was Peter, but this one's Paul. Paul agrees with Peter. That's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, in Ephesians 2, 22. Ephesians 2, 20 to 22. Uh, we're being built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple to God did you get it in him so if we're together with him this morning then something here is being built something's being constructed and Paul says it's a, a holy temple in the Lord look what it says and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit see Ecclesia is an incredible, incredible entity. It's a, it's a spiritual, supernatural entity. It's not just a natural thing. And we do it in injustice if we simply come to church and think of it as a place where we gather together. Even a place where we come together to worship Jesus. Because if our worship is not an offering of praise, it's a great song. We might be singing really well, but is it an offering of praise? It's an offering if we understand that this is a spiritual house and his presence indwells it. When we come to worship Jesus on Sundays, we know if we've formed Ecclesia because there are a whole bunch of things that the scriptures tell us it will look like. Well, how do we know? How do we know? How do we know? That, we didn't, that we're doing this, this thing called Ecclesia, this, this supernatural thing. How do we know that when we gather like this in the natural? Well, we know it because God's kingdom culture is on display. See, not just any culture. <laughs> when, any, when, when any community of people get together, there's going to be a culture. Hello? When any community... It's, it'll happen automatically. Whenever there's a community, of, a community that gets together, even a community of believers, there's going to be some kind of culture there. We're not interested in just having a great culture, are we? We're interested in having a kingdom culture. And the kingdom culture comes from an understanding that we're not just doing something here in the natural, we're doing something in the supernatural. So we want more than just a great culture. What do we want? A kingdom culture. What's the first thing we'll notice if we have got a kingdom culture? <clears throat> Listen to it. There'll be joy. Did you get it? 
There's going to be joy in the house. Kingdom culture, the first thing is there's going to be joy in the house. Romans 4.17 says, For the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, where God's culture is, is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and and joy. And joy in the Holy Spirit. If there's no joy in the house, then we're not a spiritual house. If people come to church and they walk out, sour mouth, you know, I just went to church, yeah, that was a good thing, I'll get on with my life now. Well, we didn't do Ecclesia. Ecclesia wasn't constructed. We just got together, did our time, you know, and now we've got to get on with life. But if we've come together as living stones and we understand what we're really about here this morning, then there will be a joy in the house. And this joy is not a supernatural man-made party kind of joy, but a supernatural joy that makes us lively stones. We're not just living, but we become lively stones. Because this joy is a deep inner joy. It's a joy that's down in my heart. We sing the song, I've got the joy, joy, joy. Have you got the joy, joy, joy? And that joy is not something that we've manufactured. It's not something we're going to come to church and we're going to build this amazing church and, and we're going to make sure everybody enjoys themselves when they come to church and we'll put together all these wonderful programs. Anyway, that's a fantastic thing to do, but it's not the kind of joy that we're talking about. That's kingdom culture joy. Now, kingdom culture joy comes from a deep down inner understanding and knowing that we've come together because of the wonderful joy that we have in Jesus Christ. Irrespective of my circumstances. Irrespective of those things. And when I come, down, when I come together with this, this, each one of us coming together with this, this deep inner joy because of, just because we know who Jesus is. And we've been rescued and we're free. And we understand the freedom and he's the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can do all things in Christ because of the joy, because I know who he is in me. That kind of joy, people. When we're coming together with that kind of joys, then we are lively stones, not just living stones. When people meet with us, when they catch up with us, wherever we are in the church, when I'm outside the church, when I'm inside the church, when I'm having a coffee, wherever I am, all they're gonna, every time they walk away from us, they should say, man, these guys have got something going on. They're lively stones. There's life in there. There's something about them. And by the way, it doesn't matter whenever you meet them, no matter where they are. Irrespective of what's going on in their life, there's still something good going on in there. There's life going on in there. They're lively and there's, a, there's some kind of a joy that, that helps them, ca that carries them through a whole range of issues in our lives. When the lively stones come together, there's a synergistic impartation of joy that lifts the hearts of everyone in the house. So even if some of us come a little bit burdened down, even if some of us are coming with a little bit of, gee, it's been a tough week today, this week, people, I'm going to tell you, I'm really, it's, it was good to be in church, and I know I'm here to be a, a, light, a, a, a living stone, and, but I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life. But I tell you what, if you just start, if you keep thinking about the fact that I am a living stone, and I'm joined together with a whole bunch of other living stones, and we're all lively, because we've got the joy, joy, joy down in our hearts, and when that happens, even though you've got this burden on your life, if you just hang around a little bit with all the other lively stones who are 
constructing Ecclesia, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be an impartation, people. You're going to walk away going, I don't know what this is, but I just feel better about it all now. I just feel great about it. I mean, my circumstances haven't changed, but oh my goodness, it was good to be in church today. Because the living stones, the lively stones, were all getting together and we were having a great old big, you know, supernatural worship time, big worship fest. Ain't Synergistic impartation. Synergistic means that one plus one doesn't equal two. One plus one equals three. There's a value add. You can't, can't, you can't sort of measure it. This joy just, just, it, it, it sort of, it just has its own life. And so there's going to be joy, people. Joy in the house. Kingdom culture. I can tell you when there's kingdom culture in the house. I can tell you when we're Ecclesia because there's going to be joy. Joy, nobody worrying about what, everything else. It's just because I'm going to hang out with a whole bunch of people that are, are going to be in part in this joy. Look at the next one. Looking at Romans chapter 14 and 7, it says there'll be joy. He says that there'll be peace in the house. What does it mean to have peace in the house? Well, there'll be a sense of harmony. Yeah. <laughs> a sense of harmony. Any offenses, disputes or quarrels will, will be quickly resolved in an honouring way. Yeah. I mean, let's be real about it. Even lively living stones might feel a little bit of a friction as they're rubbing together, constructing together. There could be some offence, there might be some disputes, there might be some quarrels, let me be real about that. But the reality is that if there's going to be peace in the house and harmony in the house, well those quarrels and those disputes are going to be resolved in a God-honouring way. There'll be an inclusiveness, there'll be an acceptance in the house. There's no they and them. Who's with me? We're having peace in the house. This is kingdom culture. This is ecclesia. Joy and peace in the house. And then Romans tells us that the next thing that will be in the house is righteousness. What's this righteousness? We'll see the fruits of righteousness. James helps us to understand this righteousness that will be in ecclesia. That will be evident when people have come together with this supernatural, invisible realm thinking that we're here building, this is a, we're constructing this place and there's a kingdom culture. There'll be righteousness in the house and the fruits of righteousness, according to James, in James chapter 3, 17 and 18, but the wisdom from the heaven comes in, the first of all is pure, there'll be moral excellence, then peace-loving, it'll be peaceable, we just talked about that, there'll be consideration, People will be submissive to one another. That means that they're willing to not cause... Submissiveness in this, in this instance means, look, I might have a different opinion, but, at this, but look, let's just, I'm just not concerned about pushing the point. Um, because if I keep pushing the point, it's going to cause problems between us, and I don't want problems between us. Shalom. Shalom. I heard a person tell me that uh, while I was in Israel that shalom actually means that when you get together, even if, even if you think you're right, but another person next to you is telling you something different to you, that rather than you having to correct them or make them feel like you know better, you simply say shalom, which means let nothing come between us. Peace, harmony in the house. In Ecclesia, let nothing come between us. What do you reckon? What a great place to be. You'd be jumping out of bed in the morning to get here, right? 
full of joy, full of peace. Nothing's going to come between us. Everyone's going to be looking out for each other. Full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and genuine and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so we've come together to reap this harvest of righteousness in Ecclesia every Sunday. or Whenever we get together, really, and construct this, this spiritual house, then we get together and, and in there these fruits are being sown and we're going to reap from those fruits. And there's going to be a whole bunch of, 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 of uh, great mercy and people, you know, n- not thinking about... Uh, anything else but how how can I be a better help to that person how can I be more compassionate how can I be more empathetic I've got to tell you Jesus has had to do a big work on me as far as empathy is concerned and compassion Margaret gets it easy that has come normal to her she does she's just brilliant at it I've got, I've got to let the Holy Spirit continue to have a deep work on the inside of me but I, I believe honestly I start I'm believing that I'm actually starting to get it just be empathetic and, 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 and compassionate just let it come naturally and so Paul goes on and tells us in Galatians chapter 5 that these good fruits so it talked about we're going to see the good fruit being uh, uh, produced in this kingdom culture place and Paul says well what's that what's that well but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives And here we go again. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All these things should be... If a person came into Ecclesia this morning here at Civic, before they left, if they had nothing to do with Jesus Christ, they would start to describe us by those things. Hello? That's how they describe us. They're just good people. They're kind people. They're gentle you know, there's self-control. There doesn't, doesn't it seem to be anybody sort of getting off, trying to bring attention to themselves. They're just patient. There's peace. There's harmony. There's joy. There's genuine love in the place. My heart, I believe you're with me this morning, but my heart is that if we're talking about Ecclesia here and we want the biblical Ecclesia here in Civic, then what we're talking about is something which is way beyond natural. It's supernatural. 1 Peter 2.17 says this. He summarizes the whole thing. So if you want to know if kingdom culture's here, if you want to know if we're doing Ecclesia, Peter says, recognize the value of every person and continually show the love to every believer. It's as easy as that. If we have come this morning as living stones full of joy and peace and the fruits of righteousness flowing out of us, well then by the time we finish here, every single person that we meet and people who have come to visit us will feel valued and this love which is just not normal. In reality... The only way we can do this, people, and, and the truth of the matter is, there is you, can, you can do these things. You can sow joy, you can be peace, there can be kind, but not the kind that we're talking about. It, it won't last. 
It might be a great culture, but it's not kingdom culture. If it's kingdom culture, it lasts. It's always there. It's, it's always the same. You, when we get together, there it is again. It's still there. We don't have to work it. We don't have to try and get it, work ourselves up. It's just this, this understanding of the Holy Spirit that's at work in us. And so if we're really going to do this, then the only way we can do this is by allowing the Holy Spirit to both work in us and with us here in his sanctuary that's been constructed by the living stones that are now lively stones with joy and peace and the fruits of righteousness. You know, if we can do this, that will be kingdom culture. And if we can see that kingdom culture here at Civic, then that means we have brought the invisible church to the visible. Hello? If we can see kingdom culture flowing through this, this community, if this, is, if this is what Civic is known for, then Civic will be known for that culture, but it will also be known as bringing the invisible church to the visible. And if we bring the invisible church to the visible, that's Ecclesia. Father, we don't want to just come to church. We're tired of coming to church. We're tired of just doing church. But Holy Spirit, oh Father, help us to never ever allow ourselves to think we're just doing church or coming to church. Help us to always remember that we're living stones. We once were dead. We were stones that were dead and lifeless, but now we're living in Christ Jesus. And what you want us to do is assemble together with you as the cornerstone and construct Ecclesia, where your kingdom culture becomes so obviously on display. Father, help us to be those living stones. Help us to be lively stones. Help us to be the ones that impart joy and peace and the fruits of righteousness. Let us each one, when we leave and go from church or ecclesia, just feel so uplifted by being together with the other living stones in ecclesia. And every heart said, Amen and Amen. God so richly bless you. Thank you so very much. Have a great rest of your day and our team will take us out with one last song.